Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And it's really good to be with you. I need your help to unenslave a million minds at a time. So please subscribe if you haven't done so. Increase our political reach. Additionally, share videos like this with people that desperately need to hear this, that think mistakenly they can sit this out. This is like a bad dream that will go away. This is not going away, folks. This is the enslavement of the American people that is underway. Uh, We are brought to you by this great product right here. This is a utility bill crusher. This is your own little portable air conditioner here has a C port to plug into your uh, device, whether it's your tablet or your computer, whatever it would be. And you turn this on different speeds. And what it does, it instantly cools the air. I mean, it goes cold quickly. I've got four of these. And we put them in various locations of the house. And the utility bill is next to nothing. You're saying, wow, this could really help poor people that are struggling. Yes, people are dying because of being overheated in their homes, and particularly in areas like Phoenix and Tucson and Las Vegas. So this is a good antidote, and this helps the poor people. Also can reduce your utility bill, even if you're not struggling to pay it. And these utility companies are not your friend. They take dark money, which means they're corrupt, and that means they'll do anything they can do to raise rates until it hurts so bad that a lot of people can't afford to pay. So this is your antidote right here. Now, you get 66% off when you order three of these, and it's not expensive at all. Also, you get an additional 10% off with the coupon code JULY10. And in the description box, I've got more information there. Go to airblastpro.com. But go there from the description box where I put all kinds of information here. This is your ticket to cut your utility bill. Love this product. Airblastpro.com. Well, um, people are asking me, Dave, can you tell me more about 15-minute cities? And I've said some things about it. Okay, for example, you're not going to go outside your 15-minute city. In Arizona, we have a proposition called Prop 400. And if you violate the 15-minute city, if this passes the voters in the next election, uh, you'll get a $90 fine every time you go beyond your boundaries. Well, this is incredibly repressive. Uh, But this concept called 15-minute cities can't be understood fully. And I'm going to divide this presentation that's answering the question, Dave, tell me about 15-minute cities. I'm going to divide it into two parts. The first part we have right here has to do with the original concept of setting the conditions for what you want. And they're saying that 
herding people together in densely populated areas will be good for the climate. Okay, that's the premise. This started under the Obama administration. And remember what I said, Obama did a bunch of things that Hillary Clinton was supposed to pick up on if she got elected, but she didn't. We got four years of salvation with Donald Trump. Well, Biden is getting ready to do all of these things, but they're forcing people at the city and state level to do it. And I want to make sure you understand this. So first, they've got to create the conditions for mass migration to uh, inner cities. Absolutely no question about it. And then in the second presentation, I'll get into more of the particulars of what a 15-minute city will be. Let me play for you a Megan Kelly interview with an expert on the topic. And I think you're going to say, whoa, this is absolutely phenomenal. So you see Megan Kelly right here before she left Fox. And she's going to interview an expert on this. And this will set the preconditions necessary that precedes a 15-minute city. You might want to pack your bags. Years ago, moving to the suburbs was a sign that you were making a better life for yourself and your family. But our next guest details a government report suggesting there may be a long-term plan to change all that for you. The effort to, quote, Manhattanize America. Next. Well, if you live in the suburbs, don't get too comfy. Our next guest says the Obama administration has plans to push Americans, slowly but surely, out of the burbs and into the big cities as a means to, quote, spread the wealth around. Her name is now Stanley Kurtz. He's author of Spreading the Wealth, How Obama is Robbing the Suburbs to Pay for the City. And this isn't just based on your book, this claim. This is based on something you actually saw President Obama and the administration do last week. Explain it, Dan. Well, that's right, Megan. It looks like President Obama's plans to fight global warming are going to hurt America's suburbs. And that's because the Obama administration believes in something called smart growth. Now, the idea of smart growth policies is that you should get out of your car, don't move to the suburbs, you should live in a tiny, densely packed apartment building in the city where you would walk and take public transportation, don't drive. And that's smart growth. Let me show you what he's talking about here. I'm going to scroll up here. And you see this item right here? You see that? 10 feet wide. 30 feet long, okay? And you're looking at about a, what, 300-foot square apartment. These are already in place. If you go along Grand Avenue towards downtown Phoenix, Grand Avenue, between McDowell and um, Van Buren, major thoroughfare into the downtown area, uh, you're going to see these. Bay Area 1 in San Francisco, Manhattan has been like this naturally for quite some time. But you're seeing these developments crop up everywhere, what they call micro um, micro apartments. And you can see right here, who is being sold here in San Francisco, one Bay Area, one planet. Um, and this was a presentation at church, I'm not going to play it for you, where this government official came in and said, for the good of the planet, we all need to move to densely packed city areas. Okay, so let's go back here to this presentation. Obama administration is gearing up to impose these smart growth policies on the country, and that would be bad for America's suburbs. How would they do it? How would they make us move from the suburbs to the city? Because most of the folks who live in the suburbs like the suburbs. They don't want to live in the city. How would they make us do it? 
Well, there are several plans, Megan, and part of the idea is just to stop people from moving out to the suburbs in the first place. But in the end, it might, it might even get some people who are living in suburbs to head to the city. Well, they tried this in Minneapolis-St. Paul, and, and let me explain what I'm talking about. Um, they had an urban planner, Mike Krulik, who's the author of the American 2050 plan, uh, an advisor to, to Obama. What they experimented with in Minneapolis-St. Paul was they had high taxes on gasoline in the suburbs and almost no taxes on gasoline in the inner city. And they wanted to see that people that made this daily commute if that, they would capitulate and say, man, we got to move closer to work. It's just too expensive to drive. And certainly Biden's war on your pocketbook with regard to gasoline prices, which he has forced to happen, is certainly a nationwide move in that area. If you're driving like downtown Phoenix or really any developing area, unless the city is in total decline like Baltimore, St. Louis, Chicago, what you'll see in most of your vibrant cities that still have a little life left in them are these productions of major condos and apartments, high-rise, massive, and they ain't very big. And have you also noticed this, too? Even the homes they're building in the suburbs, have you noticed what the developers are doing? We used to have space between the homes. Even on your one-eighth acre lots, you'd still have a good amount of space between your neighbor. You could tell the newer neighborhoods from the older ones because the newer ones, you could literally jump from rooftop to rooftop. Have you noticed that? Okay. Anyway, back to Megan Kelly's guest. Last week, the Energy Department released a series of reports that touted a new strategy for cutting back on carbon dioxide emissions. The idea is to make all federal funding conditional on adherence to these smart growth principles. So let's say... Okay, so... In Arizona, I'm going to talk to you in part two about Prop 400, but Arizona wants to make uh, uh, the state the first 15-minute city-state where all municipalities will be required to fall into line with this. But you can hear the motivation, according to this man, will be tax dollars held over your head. And we've seen this before in the Minneapolis-St. Paul experiment with Mike Krulik on the advice of and approval of Barack Obama. So right here, ladies and gentlemen, they're telling you right now, they're going to basically starve cities and states of federal money unless they comply. And so Arizona is getting ahead of the curve right now. This is about their financial survival. Plus our mindless governor, Governor Hobbit, she would do anything to please the Democrats. Okay, so I don't think she needs much convincing. But everybody else, yeah, you want that federal money? You want it for your schools? You want it for your highways? You want it at all? You better do this. The federal government is thinking of of funding a new school or a new highway. Well, if this idea goes through, the government would say, let's look at the population density. You've got a high population density, we'll give you the federal money. If you don't, you're not going to get the money. And that would start channeling new development away from the suburbs and into the cities. And if you think about it, it's actually a way of redistributing the wealth of the suburbs to the city. This is an actual proposal that was put forward? Well, a report came out called Transportation Energy Futures, and one of these reports floated this proposal. At this stage, it's a trial balloon, I think you could say. But there's another similar proposal that, according to a news report, the Obama administration has already decided on. And that is that the Obama administration, for the first time, is going to tell every agency of the federal government 
to consider carbon dioxide emissions before they give environmental approval to big projects. And that could mean big delays, big challenges, maybe even the elimination of some, say, highway construction projects out into the suburbs. Yeah, but it's worse than that. Uh, they talked about carbon dioxide here. Uh, we're seeing now the condition for 15-minute cities is carbon neutral. So this was a calm proposal compared to what's happening today, and I'm going to cover that more in detail in Part 2. So if you want to have the traffic congestion relieved on the suburban commute or maybe opening up a new area for suburban development with a highway, that could be delayed and, and possibly even blocked by these new regulations. And that, again, would tend to channel development away from the suburbs and back to the city. Now, you talk in your, in, in your piece, which was posted on the National Review Online, about how, uh, yes, of course, this focuses in part, this, this initiative that's been proposed focuses in part on greenhouse gas emissions and making the environment more green and, you know, your carbon footprint when you live in a little 800-square-foot apartment in Manhattan is much, much smaller than if you live in, uh, you know, a 3,000-square-foot home in the burbs. So that's, that's clear. That, that could be one of the goals. But you also say that this is about uh, wealth redistribution on a grand scale. How so? How, how is it a redistribution of wealth? Well, that's what I talk about in the book, Megan. If you go back to Obama's whole political history, people don't realize it, but he's been a big backer of a movement called regionalism. The whole idea of regionalism is that there's something fundamentally unfair about the very existence of suburbs, because when people move out of the suburbs, they take their tax money with them. And President Obama and some of the people he used to work with in his political career believed that that was somehow unfair to the city. Now, you may have heard Pete Buttigieg, right, Department of... Secretary of uh, uh, Transportation, uh, he said roads are racist. This is where he got the idea, right here. Because if you have a higher percentage of people living in lower-valued residences in inner city that are not, say, white, for example, okay, then you're going to say your property tax rates are lower in terms of overall collection, so therefore less money will get spent on these people. And so the roads that created the suburbs are racist. No one understood what Buttigieg meant, and I'm telling you right now, this is exactly what he was talking about. So if you put in these smart growth policies and you say it's all about carbon dioxide and global warming, you still are channeling all that federal money, which comes from all of our taxes, after all, into the cities and away from the suburbs, and that's the way of redistributing wealth from the suburbs to the cities, and in the minds of these advocates of regionalism that Obama has always worked with, this is a way of redistributing money back away from the suburbs and into the city. Now, let me tell you, with regard to my area, when they tried to steal my property on behalf of the Canamex corridor, and they wanted to put that through and have all the people gone so they didn't have to pay the property expense, sounds a little bit like Maui, doesn't it, with what the developers are doing? But anyway, they they said uh, to us, well, you're kind of in the way of Luke Air Force Base. We knew that was BS. They had to fly over 300,000 people to get to us. We knew that wasn't the reason we had permission of the base to build all our properties. We had that in writing. They lied about that because they didn't want to tell us what it was. And then here's the regionalism concept. There's an organization in Arizona, and you probably have one in your state or a large metropolitan area. It's called the Maricopa County Area Governments. All the cities belong, and they collectively became our enemy, along with the state. This is regionalism. When you see a group, 
combined cities. Like the League of Cities is national. This is really bad. And then you have Arizona, excuse me, America Legislative Exchange Commission. That's all the state representatives are bound together. And they go to these meetings sponsored by... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time by the corporations they get pre-written legislation and this is why smart growth is exactly the same in arizona as it would be in iowa or illinois or oregon it's the same language because the same people are writing it they take them they wind them they don them they party them and then they give them the hey take this back and get this uh, and by the way we may even help you with your campaigns, and there could be bigger office for you. And you can hi- hold a higher office. And so these are some of the inducements they use with this concept of regionalism. And regionalism is bad. The Western Association of Governments, they basically have given away large swaths of land to the federal government. Why? Because it's rich in agriculture, in mining. Yeah. And if you're trying to control a nation's food supply... The Western Association of Government, our governors, is actually what you want to do. And you're saying, whoa. And then they have the National Governors Association. They meet. Let me give you an example of one thing they did, the National Governors Association. Uh, in 2017, former Arizona governor, supposedly a Republican, but not really, Doug Ducey, 
with the Chinese equivalent of the Chamber of Commerce at this meeting in New Hampshire, he said, we love doing business with China and Arizona. We like to sell them rare earth minerals. They need them for their military. I almost fell out of my chair. It's like, well, this didn't run the mainstream media. I had to actually get this from a broadcast in China. Hong Kong, to be exact. And then it spread to other areas. If that's not treason, I don't know what is. But nonetheless, these governors all got together to say, yeah, let's worship China. Let's invite China into our universities. Let's let China make campaign donations, take over our farmland. It's not just regionalism. It's also national erasure of the 10th Amendment local control. It's also internationalism, in this case I'm describing, globalism to destroy national sovereignty, removal of all barriers, and you get unrestrained immigration. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? This is world government, folks. I don't need to play any more of this for you. I think you've got the idea, but I will just share where they want you to look at what they want you to live in right there. That's the goal for the future. Let me show you where the idea originated from. Right there. You know what that is right there on the screen? That is a Chinese, what we used to call a ghost city. Build it and they will come. And they actually forced at gunpoint villagers in areas that weren't friendly to the CCP. You're going to abandon your farms. You've got 30 minutes to gather up your stuff. Get on the truck. We're taking you. And this is where they took a lot of them. Now, whose idea was this? Well, the guy who really sponsored this, and I don't know who his planners were, but those are individual names we'll never know. But the guy that was the, the time who championed this to the Chinese government was Hank Paulson. Now, you may not know that name, but when I tell you this story, you'll go, oh, crap. Dave, you got to be kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Hank Paulson, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, they had their hands all over this. By the way, those of you that think Ted Cruz is doing a hell of a job, ask him who his wife works for, Goldman Sachs. Guess what organization she belongs to? Council on Foreign Relations. Guess what they like? Globalism. Okay. So anyway, just thought I'd point that out. So anyway, these cities are only partially filled today. China has a uh, declining population. The economy is in the toilet. But this was the grand plan to do stack and pack cities. And you can see here they have green areas. They have the high rises. Okay, they have all that there uh, and very small apartments. And they're taking people from rural to urban. And the Chinese don't give them a choice. They don't use taxes and incentives to do it. It's the barrel of a gun or else. And Hank Paulson ended up becoming the Secretary of the Treasury under Obama. Now, this is pre-Obama. Now, listen to this. When we had the crash from the illegal insider trading, confidence con games, money Ponzi schemes on Wall Street, remember this? Resulted in the crash of 2008, 2009. Do you remember all this? Right? Credit swap derivatives? Okay. Hank Paulson's the guy that went to Congress, and this was now in closed session, but it leaked out. He told Congress, you will approve these bailouts. And if you do not, there'll be tanks in the street. There'll be a revolution in America. Same Hank Paulson that was responsible for this. 
they will create the conditions to make you go here. They will. And the remaining holdouts, they'll find legal ways to get them off their land, where if these people rise up, their numbers won't be overwhelming and the government will be able to deal with it. That's what's coming. That's what's coming. The stack and pack micro apartments on top of each other. Now, they have to have this in place before the 15-minute cities will work. Now, I've already covered this. In Tucson, they've already done this. I'll cover it in the next presentation. They've already passed it. Arizona is trying to be the first state. Cleveland, Ohio is another one that's adopted, and Scottsdale has gone part of the way. It's here, folks. We used to think, oh, it's only in the U.K. No, the Paris mayor has endorsed this, too. Germany has endorsed this because the World Economic Forum endorses this. This is just part one. Stay tuned. We'll do more. Thanks for joining us. Hope you uh, got something out of this presentation. If you did, please share this as well as part two. Again, thanks for joining us. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.